BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings for the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Here's Armstrong and Getty. If I made 400 grand a year, I would be embarrassed with myself as a husband, a father, Basically, as a human being, that is a successful TikTok influencer explaining, as you heard, that he would be embarrassed to make only four hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> nice, nice thing to say out loud, sir. What? Yeah, no kidding. Way to make friends, because um, every, everybody enjoys that sort of commentary. They're just people that make more money than you, people that make less money than you. Everybody just enjoys you saying that. Uh, what do we know? What he influences? His name is what Grant Cardona. There's a follow-up clip here, guys. Okay. 400 grand. How do you make sense of $35,000 a month? You guys haven't done the math. You have not done the math because you cannot live on 400 grand a year. So is he pitching some sort of get-rich-quick scheme? Uh, is he the guy who's posing next to his Ferrari with his muscle tee explaining how you can be just like him, one of those scammers? Yeah. Yeah. God, I went to uh, this the, during the... Oh, Gladys, could you play the harp? I don't even like I don't even like this memory. During one of the low points of my life, and there are so many. Get in line. Low points. Um, uh, I'm in my <laughs> early 20s. It's after college, and I'm trying to figure out how to make more money. And I answered an ad for some sort of... I don't even remember what it was. Sell something and get make money. Anyway, so you're supposed to meet at this hotel... 
conference. Oh, yeah. Room. I went to one of those. I, I had never, uh, you know, I think everybody goes to one before they realize what they are. But I went to it, and uh, it was learning how to sell something. Anyway, the guy who put on the clinic, I mean, was like out of a parody TV show about that kind of person, you know? Just, you know, you could smell his cologne from the back of the room and the shirt unbuttoned and everything like that. And he said, I want everybody to look out the window. You see that Corvette out there, the red one, the shiny red one? That's mine. And you can drive a car like that, too. All you got to do is then I just, ah, oh, wow. <laughs> ah, as desperate as I was, I was having to stifle my vomit. And when they took the bathroom break, I just walked to my car and went home dejected that yet another plan had fallen through. You know, yeah. Oh my God, same thing. Got to go back to my parents. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. It was a scam. Um, although they wanted me to sell vacuum cleaners door to door, and uh, I passed on it because I knew how much I'd hate it. But I did. I realized in retrospect, almost certainly pass up on the chance to see naked housewives. Oh, jeez. Because in subsequent conversations with guys in a variety of industries, from cable installer to carpet cleaner to uh, all sorts of different, vacuum salesmen, whatever, every single one of them says, yeah, oh, yeah, it happened once or twice or like five times, depending on how good-looking you are or whatever. And I was a big, good-enough-looking kid. Um, yeah, some housewife will let her robe loose, thinking that maybe, or some single gal. I, I mean, still find it hard to believe that actually happens. Oh, it happens. It absolutely <laughs> happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I would suggest that you are in unstable waters when that happens. I've just met this person. They've just walked through the door. But, yes, I'll couple with them. Uh, yeah, if you want to end up in the basement in a gimp mask for the rest of your life, feel free to walk on in. I think it's more likely you end up with a crazy person who thinks she's your girlfriend or the clap. But, you know, the mask is not out of the uh, realm. It's like when I flew to the uh, East Coast and I was dr- I, I had to land in Long Island for some reason because I, there oh, is, it, I, I love last- this story. Michael, it really is Christmas time. <laughs> it Jack's really is. telling this, his Long you Island tell story. This story. <laughs> oh, let's all Merry settle Merry Christmas, in. everybody. <laughs> love it. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I had booked last minute as I want to do, and there were no flights into the, the big airport, so I had to fly into Long Island and then rent a car and drive into New York. I don't even know what I was doing. But anyway, uh, I thought I could find a hotel. It's late at night. I got there late at night, and I, I'm at a convenience store, and uh, and I'm asking the the person there, the the clerk there at the convenience store, if he knows there's any hotels that got any uh, reservations. I can't find a room anywhere. I'm super tired. It's late at night, and he said, "Man, no, I don't think anything booked at all." And a woman standing next to me, like a forty-ish something, you know regular woman uh she says you could come stay at my place if you want you she looks me up and down you don't look like a serial killer <laughs> wow and that's sweet i think <laughs> <laughs> and that is who knows where my life goes if i say yes to that opportunity i don't i don't it could be everything from just as completely innocent as could be she just, you know, she had a guest room or a couch and was going to let me sleep on it. A compassionate soul, a yeah. Christian woman. See you in the morning. She's a, 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 seriously a traveler with no room at the inn. Right, exactly. And I wasn't going to do anything. So, um, uh, you know, I sleep on the couch, get dressed in white. I say, thank you for your hospitality, and I, and I go on my way. There's everything from that to living beneath the house <laughs> in a cage wearing a gift mask. <laughs> 
for the rest if of my life. If you're in the cage, why do you have to have the mask on? I don't know. Just I think asking. it's just part of the deal. Or and, or and every shade of gray in between those exactly. two extremes could have happened. I don't know if you were romantically committed at that point, but there could have been loving. There could have been a beautiful friendship developed, completely platonic. She was so kind to you. You never forgot it. You stayed in touch until your dying day when you passed with her hand in yours. <laughs> could have been. She's, she's holding my hand on my deathbed. <laughs> You don't know. Or the she gift. just killed you. Or, or yeah, yeah, exactly. Or you end up dissolved. In yeah, my deathbed, which was later that night. <laughs> well, it was a death sofa, but Eddie, let's not quibble. I'm tied to the bed, and she's just broken my ankles with a bat. <laughs> oh, what was that Z-Mitty. movie? Oh, oh, misery? Misery, yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's a number of those in my life. You look back, and you kind of you wonder what would have happened if you just... I think one day when they unravel the human genome, they will identify the gene, the gene for, and both of these stories are kind of similar. I'm getting jobbed, or there's something funny going on here. I need to go. Well, what made me think of it was you saying you're, you're you know, you're headed into dangerous waters if you got some random person who's never met you before. Who's uh, coming on to you like that? Yeah. You know, with their open robe as a vacuum cleaner salesman. You, know, you don't know what you're getting into there. Um, yeah. a, a woman who's going to see a stranger late at night at a convenience store and allow him into her home. Yeah, yeah. If she's just being nice, she is nice to the point of being naive because that's a dangerous lifestyle. Yeah, serial killers don't have a look. By the way, worth noting. Right. They come in all sizes and shapes. Uh, mm, how much of your story did she overhear? That you'd just flown in and were shocked to find the hotels were booked? Man, blah, there wasn't blah, much blah. to the story. I'm just I'm, yeah. late, I'm trying to find a hotel, man. Everything's booked up. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I've got to admit, if I was her dad or brother or something, I'd be a little, a little worried. <laughs> I think she was like 40, so it's not like she was a kid. Um, I think. And how old were you at that time? Uh, I was probably about 40. Okay. I think I'd probably have been dissolved in a barrel of acid. I think mm. that's most likely. Having watched Dahmer, ooh, that's exactly the way all those things start. In Although Dahmer. She, she was, I don't know. Dahmer was a little more aggressive and got people drunk and then said, hey, I, I could take some pictures of you and that sort of thing. She was just saying, looks like you need somewhere to stay. Yeah. You don't look like a serial killer. She said to me in her Long Island voice. That's a hell of a thing for a serial killer to say. You think she did? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. What an interesting thing for a murderer to say. Then you get home, you get to her place, and she's got like 18 skulls on a shelf in her family room. (laughs) Why do you have so many bones lying about? Don't worry about it. What's wrong with collecting bones? I'll explain later, after we have a drink. (laughs) Wow, dark. Would you like to watch The Exorcist with me? Which is only a good joke (laughs) if you watch Dahmer. Oh, chilling. I know a trick where you can get out of handcuffs. Would you like me to show you how it goes? Right, right. Jeez. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I think I made the right decision. Michael, what would Uh, you have done? I would not have gone with her. No way. Right. Uh, you're a couple of cowards. Turn down the <laughs> kindness of a nice lady like that. Or some hot, hot loving. Maybe. Yeah. See how it goes. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God.
Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think I probably would have done what you did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Right. It's the sort of thing that you, uh, as a guy, you think you you might act one way, but when the circumstance actually presents itself, you think, yeah, this is, this is, uh, yeah. By definition, if I sleep at your house, I will be asleep for part of the time. (laughs) Right. What will you be doing? (laughs) Hovering over me? Oh, boy. No kidding. It's probably enough of that. Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I got my sexy pants on. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The lottery has been accused of systemic racism after the massive Powerball payout. Here's one thing you might not know unless you've ever been to Altadena, California. This is kind of funny and just slipped by because most people don't have never even heard of Altadena. It's right next to Pasadena. It's gorgeous. And within, because uh, I've driven by that very place and sold the lottery ticket multiple times, there are houses within a two blocks of that place that hurt your eyes. They're so spectacular. I mean, it is an unbelievable place to live, Altadena. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I hope it wasn't one of those people that won the $2 million. Oh, that'd be <laughs> funny. A billionaire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, how much would that suck? Why did you even buy a ticket? Uh, my, my sense of lottery tickets has been it's inversely related to... Wealth and income, don't you think? Mostly buying lottery tickets. Mostly, oh yeah, that's uh, that's pretty well known. So I'm, yeah. I'm hoping it's somebody that you know cleans the pool for that guy's house, or 
washes their car or something like that. That one. I was actually on my way uh, home from the caviar store when I realized, oh my goodness, we don't have a spoon with which to eat the caviar in the park. So I stopped at this humble so-called convenience store to see if they might have a, a plastic spoon. And I thought, well, why not buy a lottery ticket? <laughs> Some guy's got $10 billion in the bank. Right. Researchers told CNN that despite the extremely low chance of winning, state lotteries still aggressively market the lottery and sell tickets to low-income communities at higher rates, getting to what I was just talking about, thus misleading Americans to believe it will help them quickly generate wealth. These communities are disproportionately, disproportionately made up of black and brown people. Critics say the consequence is that marginalized people will be driven into deeper debt by a system that is transferring wealth out of their communities. Well, I don't know about that, but... I think if more people in those communities are buying tickets, i got to believe more people in those communities are winning when they do win, although very few people win. You can almost say nobody wins uh, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, substantial, a substantial amount of money, and you'd be pretty close to accurate. You know, once in a while I just stop and I think about the uh, moral implications of a state running a lottery, and it's repugnant. <laughs> I, I don't care that much, um, but it's it's indefensible. It's awful. Well, if you if you're a fan of freedom and human beings making decisions for themselves and stupid should hurt, you know, I'm I'm fine with whoever's buying lottery tickets, but yeah, but the idea that we're filling our coffers with gambling by the unwise. Come on. And and they use that money to put up billboards with smiling people making it seem like it's you, you're going to win too. You're right. not the cover. Yeah, yeah, ask James Madison what he thinks about this. He'd suck you right in the mouth with his little fists. He's dead as a hammer. Well, yeah, it's a metaphor. So it's, it's, it's I don't know. It's a dreamscape. It's a. Um, I I don't buy lottery tickets, and I have uh, said why before. There was a period of my life where I did buy lottery tickets, and uh, I know that 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 period of my life I was uh, not in good shape and had no plan for my life, and it was a desperate, sad. Stupid thing that I was spending any time buying lottery tickets and thinking about what I would do with the money. So just for me personally, it just reminds me of a really stupid period of my life. Um, I don't. That doesn't mean that's what you're doing when you buy a lottery ticket. But for me to have any put any energy, and I mean any energy, into you know what's going to get me out of my stupid decisions is the freaking lottery. That's a moronic way to live your life. I don't want my kids to live that way. I don't want to live that way. Yeah, Jack's told this story before. It's really uh, dramatic if you've never heard it. It was that third night in a row coming home from his male strip show job where he had zero tips, not a single dollar. Somebody did pay me $5 to get further away from them. <laughs> to put your clothes Which back at least on. was gas money home. Here, here's a five. Put your pants back on. Could you, hey, uh, you cover that thing up? Here's a 10 spot. <laughs> Use it to cover your... Anyway, uh, home, home security is more important than it's been in many decades. Unfortunately, uh, crime rampant, in particular property crime. Uh, but this is some great news. The number one rated Simply Safe home security system you can get for 50% off. 
the the price of the system itself, and then the 24-7 professional monitoring service that's so advanced, I mean, it's way better than the other monitors, costs under a dollar a day. That's less than, less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. Yeah, in an emergency, Simply Safe uses Fast Protect TM technology, that's exclusively from Simply Safe, to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get priority police response. They're really good, and it doesn't cost much, and you're not locked into a contract. Yeah, I want you to understand that the Simply Safe just doesn't reach out to the local cop shop and say, "Yeah, there's an alarm going off." They say, "We have a break-in. There is a burglary in progress." Because they know. Go to simplysafe.com/armstrong today. Get fifty percent off a new system. Simplysafe.com/armstrong. Don't forget to use our code simplysafe.com/armstrong. There's no safe. Like Simply Safe. So, um, uh, not to belabor the whole lottery thing, and I think everything being called racism is really tiring, but uh, it, there's no doubt that gambling, two major initiatives voted down in California that would have expanded the, uh, gambling to people. But there's no doubt that gambling, lottery, or casinos, or whatever, is marketed more toward poor people. Because just like I said, that I'm poor, but l- less wealthy. Um it's inversely related your your wealth and success to likelihood to buy lottery tickets so do we have a problem with that or not or is it just advertising to people who are more likely to buy your product you know the the presence of the marketing i guess is part of what bothers me that you are you are trying to convince someone of something which is perfectly reasonable um but then the money it's gambling and the money flows into the state coffers i just i don't i don't know it's it's i just think it's morally indefensible but and constitutionally indefensible i don't mean it's it's unconstitutional but it goes against the very idea of the country true but you you are leading people to well i don't know well, I'm and going I don't back wanna... and forth as a libertarian with people having the choice to ignore that and be smart enough to realize that's a stupid slogan yeah but as a libertarian you can't have the government in that enterprise <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. 
Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. But resist, we must. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I have a habit of declaring everything the biggest story in America or the world. (laughs) But this is one of them that should be in contention, and that is the number of people we have in America who don't work and ain't looking for work. It is an underreported story. As the author of the book, Men Without Work, would tell you, his name is Nicholas Eberstadt. He's one of those think tank geniuses. This book actually came out in 2016, but he's got a post-pandemic update of it out because it has been exacerbated by so many of the policies i'm going to read to you the whole blurb that explains the book because it's damned interesting it also explains how because we've been asking this for a long time now how's there a help wanted sign in every single business you go to when you got millions of people not working and all that sort of stuff uh, well it's people just don't want to work we have more people not wanting to work than we've ever had so let me read this. Nicholas Eberstadt's landmark 2016 study, Men Without Work, cast a spotlight on the collapse of work for men in modern America. Rosy reports of low unemployment rates and full or near full employment conditions, he contends, were overlooking a quiet, continuing crisis. Depression-era work rates for American men of prime working age. We're talking men between 25 and 54. They're actually more... A higher percentage of men not working, not engaged in the workforce, than at the end of the Depression Whoa. in 1940 when we had a 15% unemployment. But many of them by choice? The, they they weren't choosing it. Now it's by choice. Oh, right. Oh, clearly, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. The grim truth is over 7 million prime-age men are neither working nor looking for work. Conventional unemployment measures ignore these labor force dropouts, but their ranks have been rising relentlessly since 1965. Eberstadt's unflinching analysis is, in the words of the New York Times, an unsettling portrait not just of male unemployment, but also of the lives of deeply alienated men from civil society. And that's where you get all these deaths of despair and all the various things going on. And, um, and you know, well, all kinds of different things we can get into. The famed American work ethic was once near universal. Men of sound mind and body took pride in contributing to their communities and their families. No longer, warned Eberstadt. And now, six years and one catastrophic pandemic later, the problem has only worsened. It's been seemingly spreading now to prime-age women in the workforce and workers over 55. Women are catching up with men in terms of the whole, yeah, and I still don't think I'm going to work. Way to go, gals. Uh, in a brand new introduction, Eberstadt explains how the government's response to COVID-19 inadvertently exacerbated the flight from work in America. From indiscriminate pandemic shutdowns to almost unconditional unemployment benefits, Americans were essentially paid not to work. We've all seen how that played out. Well, and, you know, while there is some small satisfaction in the things we've been saying for years coming true, uh, it's not good for the country. So- if you remove the incentives for productivity and 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 grow the incentives for inactivity what do you think you're going to get more of and less of so we've got 12 million open jobs and 
7 million men and several million women that just have no interest in working. The truth is fewer prime-age American men are looking readily for available work than at any previous juncture in our nation's history. So let me get to some of the stats from this book as I went through it, which are uh, quite amazing. Just for the record, I have no interest in working. (laughs) But I do it. If you're driving to work right now, you might feel that same way. And uh, you're joking, I'm sure. I know. Because um, for, for most of us, we can't imagine not having that not just as your identity but but all kinds of your being your connection to society to the providing for your family challenges overcome that sort of thing sure for every person for every man looking for work there are four that are unemployed and not looking for work wow yeah that's something and that's in the 25 to 54 uh, work participation is lower than in 1941. Unemployment was at 15%, as I mentioned. Of the 7 million labor force dropouts, if you break it down by race, uh, some groups are higher represented and lower represented in the numbers. Actually, if you go with whites and people of color, they're about equal. But among people of color, it's not the same. There are more, as a percentage, black people just not working but much, much, much lower than the white numbers for Asian and Latino, which is interesting. Yeah. So if you throw all the people of color, color the same, white and people of color are about the same. Uh, less education is overrepresentative. Uh, 40%, though, have some college. 20% have a college degree of people that aren't working and aren't looking for work. Wow. Well, that really speaks to the fact that it's a much more widespread contagion than you might assume. I mean, it has to do with what's happening with the soul of the the country and our culture. Right. That's 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 his ultimate point. Really, is that it's something about our culture and our and the way we look at the world and the universe and life and all kinds of different things, which is hard to turn around. Never married, way overrepresentative as, as a number. Yeah, not surprising. Never married men, much more likely to be the, I don't have a job, and I'm not looking for a job. Born in the U.S.? Well, foreign-born, way underrepresented. People who come here from other countries, they're working. Born in the United States, never married, much more likely to be doing whatever you're doing without a job. You know, well, I'm sure you have more. I, I think I've, I'm arriving at something close to a conclusion, but go ahead. Something close to a conclusion. Yeah. Um, disability plays a large role. Are, have, has grown tremendously over the last five, 50 years, overlapping many different kinds of disability programs. I know so many people that, that don't work because they're on disability. And you never ask, what's your disability? I mean, you're, you know, you're out here riding dirt bikes or on the golf course or whatever it is. What's your disability exactly? Surely you can do something. Uh, yeah, but they haven't been able. And this guy's a think tank guy that leans right, but he can't. Nobody's been able to show any causality between the generous disability and the fact that we have so many people not working. It does seem clear that there is a connection, though, because he can look at Texas versus California, for instance. And they look at the Latino immigrants, which have about the highest labor participation rate of anybody in America. Uh, Latino men who came here from another country, Uh very high participation rate, much higher than, you know, white men in America. 
but they got a much higher uh, participating rate in Texas than they do in California, and Texas has much dingier disability payouts and programs than California does. That's the best they can do in terms of coming up with a cause and effect. Well, and uh, demanding you know studies to show that that has a cause and effect relationship is silly to me. I mean, every experiment done from amoebas up to mice to human beings shows you know incentives and disincentives matter. Uh, he does get into some of um, the percentages of people who don't have jobs and aren't looking for work. And I know for a lot of you, I mean, I have I have trouble even saying that sentence out. It seems so crazy to me. It's almost like he said, of the percentage of people who have three heads and can breathe fire. I mean, I just yeah. don't even, re- I don't relate to that on any level. Not having a job and not looking for a job. What? But uh, of those people, pretty good chunk of them are uh, using some sort of drug to desensitize themselves, whether it's opio- opioids or smoking pot or whatever. Lots of screen time. The hours of screen time, whether video games or, you know, watching Netflix, very, very high. I mean, that crowd spends as many hours looking at screens as other people who work spend at work. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so that leads to my something like a conclusion. Uh I- We have, in a fairly short period of time, uh, a handful of decades, gone from a highly interconnected society where you are in person relating with humans, looking them in the eye, from loved ones to family to friends to neighbors to uh, co-workers and employers, church members, fellow members of uh, your clubs and uh, civic organizations, whatever, Little League, I could go on and on. But that personal contact, the looking them in the eye matters. We've gone from that to a highly disconnected society with the screen time and the video games and the Netflix and the rest of it. And what it has to do with more than anything is, and you could use a lot of different words, something like shame. Shame versus pride. Uh, I will tell you, I got married fairly young. It's one of the best things I ever did because there were times I was willing to let myself down, but I was never willing to let Judy down. And certainly when we had kids, I sure as hell wasn't going to let my children down. Yeah, it's not even a thought. Not to mention my parents, my my sister, and my brother. I can't imagine what the disapproval of my brother, the naval officer, would be if I was a, well, I'll just be charitable and say non-productive adult male. Um, And go on and on. Uh, Just all those, from the very close to the not-so-close interpersonal relationships, you could not bear the shame of being a deadbeat. That's what we've lost. Shame. The shame bell. Shame. And the nice shame lady. So deadbeat is a strong word. I have no problem with that word. I think not working, not looking for a job, you are a sad, sad individual. And I and pity you. And you're wasting you. your life. You're wasting your life, oh. and I think you're pathetic, and I pity you. And you might be listening right now. But um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so do those people hang out with each other to avoid shame? Or are they so into the whole online word world of just texting and... Uh, you know, online porn, whatever, like you don't hang around anybody. Or they hang around through the video games yeah. and claim that's the same as having a, a an in-person friend. Uh, I will tell you this from personal experience. Every drunk or every guy who likes to drink maybe to excess really wants the people around him to do the same. <laughs> Why? <laughs> is it just because it's a better time? Well, partly. 
And is it partly because if everybody's doing it, the fact that I'm doing it doesn't stand out and I don't have to feel bad about it? Come on. Yeah. You know, the lack of moral instruction, which has now morphed into bizarre, radical, critical theory uh, instruction in schools, we're we're reaping what we've sown. Uh, So this guy is a religious guy who wrote that book and, uh, you know, hopes for some sort of another great awakening. Uh, That's when the country a couple of times in our history has turned real religious all all of a sudden. The uh, Bible! For a variety of reasons. I don't think that's likely to happen. And I don't know if that's the only answer or an answer. But I think something... it's less likely to happen because we have such good drugs to deaden our souls. Yeah, the whole, the whole, you can get enough to feel like you're living life out of the screen on your phone is a new wrinkle, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Combine that with the actual drugs. But he, he gets into, um, and this is definitely true, we got to take a break, but um, the politics of this are going to be huge. What, what what happens to your politics when you have an as as I mentioned it's growing now for women and for people over the age of fifty uh, fifty four, so if the if it's a growing group of people who don't ever work and don't ever plan to work, how are they going to vote in terms of wanting politicians who give them more stuff so they can continue to not work? I think we're already seeing it. Yeah, and we are. It's troubling. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I forewarned you. Let's go, Brandon. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Obama is a long leg Mac Daddy. And you know how he got there? Leg mm. lengthening. Mm. So people, people, do people do this? Is adults doing this? I remember hearing a story once about yes. doing it with your kids who were like really short. Yeah. Yeah, developmental issues, that sort of thing. Physical developmental issues, yeah. So this is, but this is for adults. You pay $75,000 for the privilege of having your femurs broken and these adjustable nails inserted. Um, then they send an electronic signal to your, uh, remote control legs to stretch by, was it a millimeter a day? Which doesn't sound like a lot. Was it a centimeter or a millimeter? Cause one's 10 times the size of the other one. A one millimeter every day for about 90 days. There's the pain, which is relentless, ambient. The extension of the nails in his legs stretch the nerves and tissue around the bones, especially the thick, meaty muscles like the hamstrings, to an almost excruciating degree. He couldn't walk for months. They fill you with enough painkillers that it's bearable, John explains. But his biggest fear was becoming addicted to the drug, so he weaned himself off the regimen earlier than he should have. Couldn't walk for months? Correct. Why would someone like John, a handsome, confident, funny father to three? Wow. Glad to hear he's funny. You got kids and you can't walk for three months. Why would he shell out for a procedure that costs more than a Tesla and results in months of agony for a couple of extra inches? It's not like he was particularly short. He was just shy of the average height of an American man, which is five foot nine. You're just below the average height. Well, yeah, come on. Five, eight and a half to five, nine. I'd call that average height, right? Well, and it's, they mentioned he's a father of three, not whether he's still with his wife or whatever. Um, uh, but the opportunity to be above average was too good to pass up. I noticed that taller people just seem to have it easier, he says, laughing. He shrugs. The world seems to bend for them. Interesting. The tall and their power over mm. all of us. I'll, I'll be interested to see after he's taller if he feels like it's still as much about that as he thought. I don't know. 
Yeah, as so many people who make drastic physical changes thinking that's why I'm unhappy right. and figure out, no, I'm unhappy because I'm unhappy and then regret terribly the surgical and hormonal interventions they have used. But um, we won't go off on that tangent. Uh, so a couple of statistics. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Male height, particularly the absence of it, is one of the last social stigmas, as if the new rules of body positivity fail to apply vertically. Of course, what? it's GQ, so they're just way off the deep end of dopey, soft-headed, you know, body positivity. Wow. Uh, short guys aren't so much discriminated against as they are precluded from stuff, like dating taller people, uh, making a basketball team, obviously. According to a 2009 study of Australian men, short guys make less money than their taller peers, about $500 a year per inch. That's interesting. 500 a year per inch. So if I was I was 5'11 for the longest time now because I'm old and bitter. I'm uh well old probably has more to do it to do with it than bitter but now I'm 5'10, <laughs> maybe 5'10 and a half but so if I was I'm six not feet, sure you get shorter because of a bad attitude. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd have had to if I was 6'1 I've made another $1000 a year throughout my life. After taxes, why? That would be inconsequential. <laughs> I'm shorter, too. When I got measured for my chemotherapy, they did a laser measurement, and I had shrunk. Yeah. Like a full half inch. It was disappointing. Well, you get squashed down over the years. Well, you get worn down to a nub by life. That's what happens. True enough. Um, let's see. Uh, you're less likely as a shorter guy to climb the corporate ladder. According to one survey, the average height of a male Fortune 500 CEO, six feet. That's interesting. And every president we've had is uh, is on the taller end uh, in, in modern times. Yeah. Isn't it like every time or every time but one, the taller guy is one? Yep. Or, yeah. In the modern era, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. So, anyway, I mean, we could get more into it, but... I'm fasc- um, I've always been fascinated by the uh, how much the personality plays a role in that. I've known short dudes who, who, who just had... You know, um, I don't know what the right word would be. I was going to say bigger personalities, but that's not just. I think it's confidence. I, th- I think it's just a, a confident personality. They don't come off as their height. And I've known really big guys that, like, you forget how big they are because they're so kind of uh, wilting personalities. Yeah, well, that you're getting into some tendencies that are almost cliches with the small man's disease where he has to try so hard or the gentle giant or what have yeah, you. Yeah, I've never thought that was fair. Because he doesn't want to terrify everybody. I've never thought that was fair. So if you're confident and you're short, you get labeled a small man's disease where you could right. have the same level of, uh, you know, aggressiveness at six foot and they would just call you a dick or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they, they mentioned a couple of things in the context of this procedure, including uh, fixing bone deformities in children, which is a, a great thing, although it is a painful deal. Uh, and, you know, I have to think of my hip replacements. But it's a very, very similar procedure. I mean, you you saw off the end of the femur, the, the ball that goes in the socket of the hip joint. You replace it with a prosthetic and screw it in there and everything or nail it or however they do it. Um, I should know. Um but I wow okay. But if you would like to get this done, cost you about seventy five grand, and wow. they'll do it for you in Las Vegas. That's a lot of money. So um, uh, I'm thinking if you wanted to get like six inches taller, 
Number one, you'd look like a man on stilts. And number two, the pain would be too much. By the end of it, you would be a hope. Well, you'd probably be dead from your opioid addiction. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.